but I want to kind of tail off from what we were talking about last week. And if you were here with us last week, we talked a lot about um, prayer and making a, a choice to, to daily be with God and drawing with him. In fact, we actually use the scripture. Let me see if I can find this. Jesus, you're so good. We talked about the moment where Jesus often withdrew in Luke 5. It says Jesus often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. And that word often, uh, excuse me, the word withdrew, it means to make room. And so we talked about in your daily life, making room for you to be with Jesus in prayer, finding out who he is, being close to him. And so as the week progressed, what I begin to ask God is, Lord, how can we continue to disciple just a little bit more in that realm? He said, well, you know, son, one of the things about prayer is it's a choice. So your daily lifestyle is a choice. Everything that you do is really choices, right? You make a choice to get out of bed on time. Uh, you make a choice to do this. You make a choice to set 17 alarms so you wake up on time. You know, you make a choice to eat breakfast. You make, like if you really think about it, like your life in every single day is predicated upon choices. Amen? Thursday was awesome. We, uh, man, God just blew the roof off here Thursday and uh, I, I got a word of knowledge for the date of December 17th. And I almost didn't share it because um, I just, I don't know why. I, I almost did not share it. But I said, you know, Lord, no, I'm going to share it. And so I said, hey, does December 17th mean anything to anybody? And it made the choice to say, well, two people came forward. It was a, it was a date that was very pr profound for them. Uh, one was a date that somebody got saved. The other one was my wife when I proposed to her. And I was like, wow, awesome. So we just blessed them. Well, after service, um, this was probably like, I don't know, around close to 10 o'clock, a friend of ours came to visit the church. Well, I don't even know why he came. Was he just coming to see if we were here? He just, he just, he drove from Orangefield just to come down here to just to see if we were here. We were. And so he got prayer. He got touched. We prophesied over him. We're like, dude, you came here for a reason. Church was over. We were just hanging out, fellowshipping. And so we're back there, and we just lay hands on him and just go to town, and God's good and all this stuff. And then afterwards, we find out that December 17th was his birthday. And I was like, wow, God, you're so good. It's like he highlights something for a reason to be personal with someone, and then he begins to just, it's just, boom, there it is. Well, why I share that? I share that because there was a choice that was made for that word of knowledge to be shared in the congregation. The choice is what begins to define our daily lifestyle. Peter and Judas both betrayed Jesus, okay? They both betrayed Jesus. But they both had different destinies and outcomes because of the choice that was made. You see, Peter made the choice to fall at the feet of Jesus and repent, and he was restored. And we saw him change the world. Judas made a choice to not. Judas made the choice. Judas Iscariot made the choice to actually run from that. And we end, he, we end up reading in Scripture that he took his own life. So there was two outcomes made by two different choices. And so the choice in your daily life, because that's free will, right? The free will is the choice. 1 Peter 1, 19, 20 says it was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb, that God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. So there was a choice that was made by the Father to offer up Jesus as a ransom for us. Ephesians 1, 4 says, even before God made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Yet again, there's a choice. It says that he chose us. This is the most beautiful thing about the choice of the Father is it's always in your best intention. 
The choice of God is always for your best. It's always for your good ending. It's always for your good pleasure. The, the choice that God has is always in a place to see you advance or to grow. Sometimes it's hard, but the choice God is longing for you, it's going to bring change in your life. But sometimes we have a different choice, right? <laughs> sometimes we want the easier way out. Like, God, we just want the easy path. We want to make a choice that's like, God, I see what you're doing here, but I'm going to go this other way. That's why I think a lot of times in the church, leaders and pastors, though God says, here it is, they're like, oh, we're going to choose to go this way to get everybody out of here before 1130 so they can go to Chili's. This is a true story. This happens. Let's make a choice to make people comfortable so God can't come and you can't see breakthrough in people's lives. Let's make a choice to, to where we can make a place comfortable for the people. And instead of, of, of falling into the choice of the Father, we say, God, we hear you on that, but we're going to make a choice to go a different route. It's the choice of your every day. Check this out. John 15, 16. I promise I'm not going to be here long. Let this equip you and help you in the place of choice. John 15, 16. It says, you did not choose me. This is Jesus speaking, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. Jesus says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. There was a choice that was made before the foundations for choosing you as sons and daughters of God. There was a choice that was made. And Jesus says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. The word chose, when he says that you didn't choose, choose right there, the root word for it, is L-E-G-O, Lego. And in this context, it means to call by name. So here's how personal I want you to know how, how, how personal God is with you and making a choice is that he said, look, I've called you by name to produce lasting fruit. This is a choice I've made that I know exactly who you are. I know what you're going to be doing. I know where you'll end up and I know where I want you to be. So I'm going to call you by name to produce lasting fruit. This is the choice of the Father. So he says, Rachel, I'm going to call you by name before the foundations, before the world began, I'm going to call you by name to bring change to your workplace, to bring change to your family, right? To love on me and to find me daily in the secret place. This is the choice. He says, I'm going to call you by name. This is so cool. That's how personal it is. It's not at random. 1 Peter 2.9 is the exact same word. But it says, it says, you are a chosen people, a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. The word chosen there, the original context, eklictos, weird word, eklictos, means to be picked out. And immediately whenever I read it, this is what I saw, guys. I saw a deck of cards, and it was all laid out in front of me. And all I heard was just select the ace of spades, and you just pick it out. This is what I saw, so I'm trying to bring, some, bring a picture here to this. You're a chosen people. You are a picked out individual that God has chosen to put his mark on to change the world around you. Now, I'm going to build this thing up here. Just, just, just follow me for a second. If God is making choices to pick you out or to call you by name, don't we think that we should be making the choice to be with him on a daily basis, change our mindset, change what's going on around us, repent and let go of the things that are distracting and holding us back, and make the choice to walk with him daily? There's a choice, guys. Like, every single day we have the choice 
to say either I'm going to chase after Jesus with everything I have, regardless of how I feel, trial or circumstances, or I'm just going to go through my day today and maybe I'll pray once or twice when I'm in the car. It's the choice. We want to choose to say, I'm going to change the world around me for the glory of the Lord, or I'm going to choose to kind of stay where I am, and I hope I get through today. The choice. <laughs> there was even a choice in the famous passages of Scripture where Jesus is telling his disciples and the people around him to pick up their cross. In every translation you read, English-wise, new king, king, all that, Jesus says to the crowd, if any of you want to be my follower, you must give up on your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. Key word, if. If is a conditional word. You know what if means? If means you can or you, you don't, you do or you don't. So we have sometimes, and this is no not guys, trust me, but I've been in some churches where altar calls where people are like, you have to come down here and repent. Like you must run down to the altar. Jesus didn't even do that. Jesus never said, you got to give your life to me. Literally, scripturally speaking, he says, if you want to be my follower, you must give up on your own way, take up your cross daily and follow me. He said, if. He says, you have a choice. Why? Because in love, love doesn't demand its own way. Jesus understood that, and so conditionally, he speaks out to his people, and he says, there's a choice you're going to have to make. You're either going to chase after me and lay down your life and carry your cross daily, or you're not. Either way, he's still God. Pastor Chris Houghton says it all the time. You can't let God down because you're not holding him up. The conditional context that Jesus says, even on a daily basis, you have a choice. You never don't have a choice. Even in temptation, God makes a way of escape. So even when you're being tempted, God opens a door to say, hey, you don't got to do that. Just walk away. Even the Bible tells us that we can flee from the enemy, that we can flee from sexual immorality. There, there are things, weights, sins, all these things that we can literally run away from. You can make a choice to run away from distractions. You can make a choice to run away from things holding you back. You can make a choice to run away from mindsets that continually keep you down. But it's about the choice. It's conditional. Why? Because the cross shows us the ultimate sign of intimacy. And so Jesus tells his disciples to carry your cross. Guys, there's no redemptive uh, pro properties or, or any redemption. There, there's nothing redemptive of you carrying your cross because God's not asking you to go put yourself up there with three nails and a crown of thorns. He's already done that. He, he, there, you can't put yourself back up there. Can you nail your, your, your lust of the flesh to the cross? Absolutely, because it's already been up there and in him. But he's not asking you to hang yourself every single day. You got to understand what's happening here. It's the sign of the cross, that intimate place where, where John 3.16 tells us, for God loved to, so loved the world, right? For God so loved the world, he sent his son. And so in context, what Jesus is speaking here is, look, you have a choice to follow me or not. And I think in our daily lives, we have that choice to say, I'm going to go be with you. Or I'm going to go sit on the couch and watch this Netflix show. There's a choice we have to make. Now, now, listen to what I'm saying. I'm not saying that stuff's bad. But there's always a better thing that he has going on. Jesus always has something better for you. He just says, just come away with me, my love. I have something better for you. And that's the most amazing thing about the choice that we have to make in our daily life. Is it's like, are we going to continue to allow the small things of the world 
to keep us out of that place of presence or withdrawing to be with him daily? What's the choice that we're going to make every single day? That's why I believe he said, give us this day our daily bread. I always take it like that. It's like daily. Like I want fresh bread daily. Like, like I want to be able to every single day have a fresh and a new encounter with Jesus. I long for that. I long to be in a place to where it's just me and him. I long to be in a place where it's like, God, I just want to see you in a new way that I have never seen you. Oftentimes, I pray, God, I want to see you in a way King David never saw you. I want to see you the way Moses never saw you. I want to see you the way all the patriarchs of our faith never saw you. I want to see you and I want to make a choice to daily find you in a new way. Jesus made the choice to often withdraw to the wilderness to be alone with God and to make room for him. You know, freedom in the spirit is making the choice to understand that when you give your life to Jesus, it's his and everything changes. There is so much freedom in understanding the first verse that we read. There's so much freedom that says, in the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb, God chose him as your ransom. There's freedom, and even before God made the world, he loved you and he chose you in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. There's freedom when Jesus says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. Why? Because he's not saying that I'm going to choose you only when you, you hit this level of attainable Christianity. Then I'll choose you. Then you'll be mine. He says, no, I chose you before you chose me. See, because sometimes we make the choice for him when we're at rock bottom or we go to a powerful conference or, you know, some kind of encounter happens. Then we say, oh, Lord, I choose you. But it's like, no. Even before it all, he chose you to change the world. This is the beauty of the choice. This is the beauty of love not demanding its own way. It's that Jesus says, if you want to be me, if you want to be mine, if you want to be close to me, if you want to be my disciple, this is what you have to do. you got to lay down your life. So a choice has to be made is like, am I going to continue to chase and go after the things that feel good for me? Or am I going to lay down my life and choose to go after God's heart for my life? It's like direction, you know? That's what I feel for you, sister. I feel it's like direction. Like God wants to show you specifically which way that you need to go. And when he shows you that way, I feel like there's a choice that's going to be made. Dean, what's, what's her name? Uh, Ashley. Oh, okay. Hey, Ashley. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but I just see you like walking and, and it's like just this direction and God's saying that not only is it going to be a difficult choice, but it's going to be the choice that I have better for you. See, a lot of times we, we, we see God and we, we, he says to make this and we're like, oh, it's, it's tough. But we only see in part. We don't know the whole picture. There's things that I can go back and, you know, whenever I first gave my life to the Lord, I was like, man, I wish I would have done that sooner. Like, there's things I was like, oh, my gosh, why did I wait so long? You know what I mean? Like, oh. But guys, the choice, I just want to equip you and help you to understand, guys, that every day there's a choice that has to be made to either chase after God with everything you have or just kind of go through the motions. That's why I think like even at church, even in our corporate setting, our corporate worship, we have a choice to either go through Sunday morning routine or we have a choice to say, God, I'm going to pour it out and chase after you. God, I'm just going to go reckless abandonment. I'm just going to get all of you that I possibly can today. Even in the corporate setting, we have a choice, guys. Pastors have a choice. Worship leaders have a choice. 
even more, we were talking about this last night, even as pastors or those that are in ministry, the choice seems to be even greater on what we're doing with our life. Beloved, I want to equip you in making the better choice. It's like the Mary and Martha thing. What Martha was doing wasn't bad, cleaning the house, getting things you know, prepared, getting it cleaned up. She wasn't out sinning and doing crazy stuff. But Jesus said, with Mary at his feet, worshiping, she, he said, Mary has chosen to do the better thing. It's not that, you know, and it's not that, I'm not saying that what you're doing in life's bad. Nothing like that. You know your own heart. There's fruits to repentance, as the word tells us, okay? There's fruits to repentance. You know when there's been repentance? Because there's fruit, and you see the fruit. That's the thing about repentance is it's a heart issue, so a lot of times you're the only one that sees the fruit. Other people sometimes can't see that because, you know, we can kind of mask it or fake it till we make it. But true repentance bears fruit that you eat of that no one else can see. Because you know, because you're with you when no one else is. <laughs> Selah. So the choice, guys, in the everyday is to say, God, what I want to do is the better thing. And now I'm not doing bad things. God, I, I could be investing more into our relationship. Like Jesus, he made the choice to withdraw daily to be alone with God. So here's the equipping word to kind of close this whole thing down and land it. Jonathan, if you want to come up here. Jesus. You didn't choose me, I chose you. What an awesome passage of scripture. That's so good. The choice, guys. The choice, the equipping choice to begin to understand that on a daily basis, I want to do what's necessary to chase after God and the calling he has for my life and to see the world around me changed. How many know we need to make more of those choices? That's all of us. Come on, man. Like how many know that we need to make, we need to make a more conscious choice to be able to say, God, I want to lay things down and begin to start, I want to start to chase after you like I've never chased. You may be in a place where you'd be like, man, I don't remember the last time I had an encounter with Jesus. You may be in a place where you say, I don't remember the last time I heard the voice of Jesus. I don't remember the last time that I had a day where I wasn't operating in full, complete joy, regardless of what was happening around me. Man, I, I don't remember the last time that, that I sung a song over my life, over my spouse, over my... I don't remember the last time I, I, I sang a song over me. Why? Because the choice of the daily, the choice of the, the struggles or, or life's, whatever it may be, sometimes we make that choice to come under it. <laughs> I love knowing that Jesus chose me and I didn't choose him. I love knowing the fact that he called me by name to produce lasting fruit. And that's each and every one of you. He called you by name so that you can produce lasting fruit and know who he is. God, stand with me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus.
thank you, Jesus, for the choice that not only can we make, but we can attain. Because that's the great thing about choosing the lifestyle of the Lord is that it's something that you can begin to immediately have. It's not something you work for. It's not something, okay, well, you know, I'm going to make a choice to, to build a deck in my backyard. And it's like, okay, you got to wait, you got rain, you got all this stuff that might delay you, this, that, and the other. Eventually it'll get finished, but it might take some time. You see, I truly believe that the moment that we say, God, I choose your lifestyle and I choose you as Savior, I believe that we immediately come into union with every spiritual blessing and every spiritual gifting that Jesus has because we're in union with him. So, Lord, I just release over this house, God, just a new understanding of a choice to be made to chase after you, to love on you, to get into the word, to to be taught by the Holy Spirit, to to go deep into that place of prayer. Lord, I pray that, that we make a choice on a daily to not allow depressive thoughts or anger, that we don't allow bitterness we don't allow those roots to be the thing that drives us, or we don't, we don't allow those things to, to help us make choices. But Lord, I just declare a freedom in the house. That freedom that says you chose us, you called us by name, we didn't choose you. Thursday, Pastor Karen preached and she talked a lot about releasing your song um, and it was a very intimate moment but one thing I thought that was absolutely amazing is she brought up how you know, Song of Songs, Song of Solomon is, is this long love letter that's just a book all about intimacy and, and, and love and how it's just this, this foreshadowing type of us with Jesus and Jesus with us. And one thing that I can't shake is that when you're in covenant relationship or covenant marriage, you make a choice daily. You make a choice daily to be the one that can edify, encourage, love on your wife, love on your husband, love on your spouse, right? You make that choice daily. When you're in covenant, even though you're in covenant, you still have to make a choice to go deep. I have to repent to my wife at times because she loves quality time. I think I've told this before, but, you know, sometimes I just, you know, we can be together all day, every day for three weeks straight. And then that one day, I'm like, hey, I'm going to, you know, something changed. She's like, babe, I just want you to be with me. I, I love it. She's not being clingy or anything, but she's so in love. She's so in love. She's like, I just want to hang out and cut on the couch and watch movies. And it's not, she's just not saying that because of issues. What it is is because she's like, I just love you. And I have to repent at times because I'm like, babe, you know, you're right. Because we have to make a choice for that quality time every single day day regardless of what we did yesterday that's why I talk about the youth camp experience with God 
right? You get on fire for a moment, and then you forget about the daily, the small things. Because remember, I believe maturity is doing the small things right consistently and daily. Not just that one big thing right, but those small things consistently and daily, over and over, the growth of the maturity in your life. And when you're in covenant, when you're in marriage, it really, really shows. Because you can't demand your own way. You can't operate in pride or puff yourself up. And much is the same in our walk with Jesus that we have to make that choice to be daily investing into that area, whether we feel like it or we don't. Because there's something so much more about intimate covenant with Jesus than us just trying to say, you're just a God that's there for me. Just be there, wait for me till I'm ready to come to you. And sometimes in our walk with God, we treat him like that. And I've been there. To where I've gone through my daily and I said, God, stay here. I'll be back later. You know what I mean? It's like keeping him on call waiting and clicking over only whenever it's like convenient for you. Okay, I'm back. Hey. The choice must be made if we're going to truly see our city changed and continue. let Let me rephrase that. I repent. If we're going to continue to see God moving in the city, because he already is. It's not like we're saying, so guys, forgive me for that. I I know that sounds weird, but I don't want to say if you want to see it happen. It is happening. And so I believe that if we want to continue to see God moving and continue to see, there's a choice that we have to make to partner with him, to co-labor with God. Right? That's why we're helpmates. If there's a long table and I'm picking up on one side, I need somebody on the other side to do the same, to co-labor with me so we can move this thing. But until you make a choice to put yourself into that position and lift, it's just going to stay on the ground. What am I saying? What I'm saying, guys, is there is this new, I feel God's breathing on the choice that we have to make on a daily basis to be with him. So, Father, I just release your people into the understanding of the daily choice that we would make the choice to do the better thing. To sit at your feet, to love on you, to find time to get away with you. Whether that means waking up early or staying up an extra hour later. Does it inconvenience our time? Sure. But we're going to make a choice to be inconvenienced for you. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the status quo normalcy Christianity that says the moment I'm put into frustration or inconvenience, it must not be God. You know where it says God's not going to give you more than you can handle? Guess what? That's not in the Bible. I've looked. You know, in fact, there's a scripture, though, that says this. I think it's in 2 Corinthians. Paul says, I was put through so much that I thought I was going to die. Like, if you find it, please show me. But I don't know. I've seen where it says he'll give you a way out of temptation, but I've never seen where it says God will give you more than you can handle. I've been in some places where I'm like, why am I even handling this? There's been a place to where we feel that when we're inconvenienced, it's not God. Paul said, I'm under so much, I thought I was going to die. And he almost says, in a sense, paraphrasing here, but he says, but I was in that place so badly that it allowed me to, to trust in God. Sometimes even in the anguish and the pressing, there's a choice that has to be made. Even when you feel like you're about to die, There's a choice that has to be made to continue to trust in the covenant with Jesus. 
Will he give you a way out of temptation? Absolutely. He's making, he's not giving you more than you can handle in that area. But what about other places? What about struggles, things you're going through, battles of the mind? I'm tired of us feeling that as Christians, the moment we're inconvenienced, it's not God. That's even a choice we have to make to where we start to know the heart of the Father. So Lord, I'm just asking that as a people, we would begin to come to a place to say, inconvenience us for your glory. I got, to get, I got to get to bed early because I got to wake up early. Sacrifice one more hour, two more hours to sit at his feet. Sacrifice an hour or two in the morning before you go to work to, to sit at his feet. Covenant marriage and relationship is more than just riding in a car holding hands. Sometimes there's some deep intimate stuff that has to take place and that must take place. And I think the Lord is showing us that there's going to be moments, beloved, where those minor and those small inconveniences in our life are going to be the things that catapult us to the next level of glory. So God, help us to make the right choice in that moment. In Jesus' name. Guys, I love y'all. Thank y'all for for allowing us to just share and equip and, and, and just talk. I pray that this kind of maybe opened your eyes a little bit, opened your mind to be like, man, you know what? Oof, yeah. Because the moment that I start talking about a choice, I always examine my heart. I want you guys to know that. Like when we minister, like this word, these are things that, that, that I'm getting from the place of prayer and secret with God. These aren't like, hey, what's the, what's the church down the road preaching about? Or let me make sure I have a title to this sermon for this title series. That's all good and dandy. But whenever I'm releasing this word to you guys or any of our ministers or leaders are, it's coming from a place of the secret. But not just that, but it's coming from something we've walked through. These are things that on a daily basis, I have to make a choice. A little bit about me. Like, I'm just, it's just the way I'm wired. <laughs> but like, whenever I, like bad business, like corporations and stuff, like, like we went to Journeys one time and, and uh, just to give you a little bit, is this still recording? Are we still live? We love journeys in Port Arthur. But they had this huge issue. Hold on, this is not about, I just want to share something with you guys. I'm sorry. If you have to leave, you have to leave. There's a red bucket back there. Give some money. Sow into the kingdom. You're feeding families. You're giving to kids. Um, you're restoring households. That's what a lot of our offering goes to. Most of the offering goes to is uh, paying bills and stewarding that, number one, uh, but also um, rebuilding, helping to rebuild the city. And you're also sowing into other churches. All throughout the week and every Sunday, we, we sow into ministries all over the place. Um, and so you're giving, as, as you give, you're also giving to other churches and other ministries in the region and beyond. Um, so if you have to leave, there's a red bucket back there. Feel free to sow. We love you. Thank you. But we went to Journeys. <laughs> and they didn't even know what they were doing. And so kind of the way I'm wired is kind of like, you know, when things like that happen, you know, I, uh, I was like, well, let me, let me teach you. And they, their manager was there. And I was like, let me teach you how to do this. Like, let me help you run your store better. And I remember I had to make a choice in that moment. I could have either been patient or because they were doing such a bad job, like, oh my gosh, we, we're just going to go. Like, I, I stop and I, I examine my heart for a moment because I think to myself, I'll never know when this lady walks into our church and I have to give her a prophetic word. <laughs> like, seriously, like, I think like that sometimes. 
like, like most of the time, when something like that either agitates or kind of gets to me, I think to myself, this person may walk into somewhere I'm at and God is going to have to allow me to prophesy over them. And we were just at journeys and I was like, you don't know what you're doing. Get out of the way. And I was like, so I had to make a choice. And so guys, I'm telling you, when I talk about choices, it's not just like I want to, you know, hey, let me talk to them so they can, you know. No, these are things that we do on a daily basis and that God takes me through daily. Because just because we're up here with a microphone doesn't mean we have to chase his heart. Doesn't mean that we have to go after God's heart. Like if anything, we're grinding and going more. Now understand what I'm saying. It's not a striving thing. It's a pleasurable thing to say, I'm going to make the choice to just find him daily. So guys, I really do pray this equips you to make the better choice. As always, we want to close out and say we're going to be up here praying. Um, guys, I'm, oh man, I love you guys so much. Thank y'all for being here this morning. God is so good. Be desperate for him to break through the crowd and touch the hem of the garment. Make the choice daily to love on him and to find him. But also pray a prayer that says, God, inconvenience me. I, I say it now, Lord. Inconvenience me for your glory. Inconvenience my time and my daily and my routine for your glory.